0: WPTF.
1: Take me home tonight. I don't let you go to see Take
0: me home. News Radio tonight. 680 WPTF. Making your home great for a full two hours. We are going to talk about what we're, we're going to do for your house. We've got a couple of uh, very interesting people gonna be talking about that. Tim Ferruzzi, of course, from Handy Helpers. And Highland Residential Roofing. And then in the second hour, Dr. Ken Allstrom of Economy Exterminators. Uh, quick AccuWeather forecast. Sunny right now, 77. Overnight low near 48. Nothing in the way of rain for a while. The word rain does not appear in the forecast for several days. The sun shines. Temperatures are in the 70s for at least the next three, four days. All right, Tim Ferruzzi, how are you today? Hello? Yes, Tim, how are you?
2: Hey, hey, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> Good. So, um, so, so what's going on? We're going to talk today about exteriors. Do you mean yep. just siding, or is yeah, there more to much.
2: it? Pretty much. I mean, exteriors could be lots of things like roofing, gutters, siding. Uh, primarily, we'll talk about siding. And, of course, if anybody else wants to talk about other things like crawl spaces or showers or plumbing or skylights, happy to do that. And uh, by the way, next uh, week we're going to talk about some of the special projects that I remember that were unique over the last 30 years yeah. that I've been involved in. Um, and then uh, the week after that, we'll talk about structural issues. And then the week after that, ceiling. So that's what's okay. going to be happening the next three Saturdays.
0: And, and uh, on October 14th, Chris Fulton of Fairway Home Detailing. They've got a unique business concept that we're going to gonna share uh, on that show. Uh, that's coming up October 14th. Okay, so exteriors. I've got vinyl siding. I think yep. I've got the blue-collar vinyl siding that made America great. The simple, mid-range, whatever you buy with a house, just north of $100,000. Mm-hmm. Should I expect that to last for a really long time?
2: No. Well, it depends on what you consider a real long time. But uh, between lawnmowers and baseballs and things like that, uh, you know, they get holes on them. uh, The average vinyl siding um, product is expected to last 20 to 30 years at that point. At that point, they oxidize so much. Um, and they also just get so brittle and, and damaged from just living in the home and yeah. outside the home with the activities that, you know, a lot of times they have to be replaced. Now, some of the siding, you know, from back in the day in the 50s and 60s and 40s, the aluminum siding, Yeah, uh, that stuff holds up. Um, only disadvantage with that is it does get dented here and there, and it does oxidize, but you can paint that more readily than you can vinyl, in my opinion. So okay. uh, some of the old siding from back in the day, um, I think, has stood the test of time, but more of the newer stuff has happened over the last 30 years or so.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's different grades. There's the um, what's called a builder's grade, and you would think that that means it's good, um, but remember the <laughs> uh, building code, is the minimum building code. So when someone says they're going to build something to the building code, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, we always try to step it up um, and go with an extra size, thickness, or product, or whatever we're using, um, just because we know it's going to be better. Yeah. So same with the siding. you got the builder's grade, which is usually the lowest grade. It's very thin, and it's gotten thinner over the years. And then you've got the mid-grade, and then you've got the high-end. And uh, just depending on what you're willing to, um, you know, have on your home. You know, it's Tim,
0: the, you the, the thing is, um, somebody had a conversation with me. One of our other guests on the show off the air uh, gave me a con- conversation about some other product that's house related and said, yeah, that's builder's grade. They put that in because it's, it's a nice cheap alternative to anything that's more expensive. Um and it had to be I'll let you know that it had to had to do with trees. In other words, the trees that were put around my house. Yeah, that's builder's stuff. They put that in. It grows fast, but it's not what you really would want. Are you going to uh, I bought a house that was already made. Would it have better been better if I was having a house built to then really take a look at builder's grade versus mid-grade? And high-grade, will the high-grade actually last longer and look better longer?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You get what you pay for when it comes to this business, and we talked about that last week and many <laughs> other times we've talked about that, but the material manufacturers can afford to put um, better resins, better uh, components in what they manufacture, and, of course, they need to charge you for it, and usually it's to your advantage, um, because it's going to be exponential in, in its ability to, to, to hold up and be durable, and um, you know, and, and labor generally is the same. If you're looking at a high quality installer, if you're looking at a, whole, a low quality installer, someone that cuts corners and it maybe it's not supervised or a variety of other things, then obviously those things aren't equal. But if if the professional installation is equal, then you're just paying for the extra material, and that doesn't usually require a whole lot more labor costs.
0: Do you have a ballpark figure about, or some way for us to compare builders grade versus mid grade?
2: Well, builders grade vinyl siding material is going to run you about fifty dollars, uh, about five dollars per square foot. Okay for the for the. Uh, am I saying that right now? Fifty cents, per square,
0: foot,
2: 50 cents per square foot. Fifty cents per square foot. Fifty cents per square foot. is what the builder's grade materials going to run you. Not the other components that may go with it, like the house wrap or the insulation that's back behind it, or any other things that you do. Yeah. Um, typically, the siding itself, the actual panel that's installed, is about fifty cents a foot. Whereas higher grade stuff would be closer to. Um, Eighty cents to maybe a dollar twenty.
0: Okay, so and you're te- are you telling level. me difference, or are you telling me
2: no the, the price would be third the price? So the difference would be thirty to thirty to seventy cents more per square foot. Yeah. to go with the better product, and it's going to instead lasting twenty years, sure, or fifteen years, and 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 some of this this builder's grade stuff starts looking pretty bad after ten years, even though it might last twenty or thirty years yeah you wish it what well, you wish it wasn't on your house maybe after about ten or twelve years
0: when but, you say you know, like, oxidation, do you mean it starts to get chalky?
2: It does exactly okay. and the higher grade products don't do that as much because they have better components and
1: mm-hmm.
2: so um that's and then some of the, and then the just the way it looks, the higher grade stuff you get some that looks just like wood mm-hmm. um and you can get some that are longer they come in you know. Instead of ten foot pieces, right? They're or twelve foot pieces. They're you know twenty foot pieces. Yeah. And so you have less seams, so you get what you pay for. Uh, typically in remodeling and construction, uh, no matter what you want to believe.
0: Let me just jump in and mention our telephone number. Whether you're uh, interested in commenting on this topic, which is siding or exteriors of your home, nine one nine eight six zero. 9783 is your telephone number 919-860-9783 or if you want to pause our conversation on exteriors and ask Tim any question you want Tim is experienced uh, you know in the crawl space in the foundation and all the way up to the to the attic and the uh, the roof so if you're interested in getting an answer on your home go ahead and do that today so everything we just talked about had to do with vinyl siding. Are we going to talk today about multiple options beyond vinyl siding?
2: Yeah, and we've talked about uh, exteriors before. I think maybe eight to ten weeks ago, we we had a show regarding exteriors. So exteriors, uh, your typical uh, type products are vinyl, like we've talked about briefly, uh, which is vinyl siding. Yep. You've got aluminum siding got the old traditional Masonite um, product, which is uh, Masonite's probably a brand if I had to get real technical about it, but it's it's a, um, a, a good product. I mean, some of the products uh, had some issues back in the 80s um, and had to be recalled and redone, but uh, so that's a product you've got, uh, and various uh, kinds of it. You've got a beaded Masonite, you've got beaded siding, you've got some with wood grain, some that's got a flat finish. So there's a variety of, of, of finishes and, and, and looks to it, even though we're being somewhat general. Yeah, and, and, you know, even more traditional than that would be just the clapboard siding from back in the 1700s, 1800s, 1600s, um, which would be, you know, they had the Dutch slap, or, just yeah. uh, or, or, you know, the bevel siding um, yeah. that was actually cut from trees. You see that in a lot of older homes, and uh, brick, of course, and uh, organic stucco. Right. Um, And, of course, we've got synthetic stucco, which there was a big issue with that back in the 90s. uh, That had to be tore off because of some uh, trim issues around windows and doors and also some workmanship issues. Uh, And then um, we've got fiber cement, which is another form of siding. Yes, Uh, We've got the... uh, the, I guess the LP smart siding which is again a uh, siding that kind of looks like wood it's more in the masonite family
1: yeah.
2: generally but it's uh, evidently a uh, better engineer got aspen um, sawdust particles glued together with high glue, you know high resins and it's, it's supposedly more durable and they give you a longer warranty and um uh, Cedar and Cypress. And you know what? There's a list of other things. T-111, that's one of those sidings that goes up and down, kind of like board and batten. Yeah. You have the traditional board and batten, and you have the, the T-111, which is just a 4x8 panel that's made to look like a a board and batten that has a groove in it every 8 inches or 12 inches. And, and then you've got just 4x8 siding that just has a wood grain on it, yeah. put up vertically as well. Lots of
0: choices. All right. We'll talk about more of these choices and more information about each of these choices today on the show all the way to uh, to, uh, 3 o'clock and then 3 o'clock. Dr. Ken Alstrom, the entomologist of economy exterminators. Somebody keep track of the number of times I incorrectly say the word entomologist. He's the bug doctor. 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF 74 degrees. Real feels 74 sunshine with no trouble over the next couple of days. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783-919-860-9783 919-860-9783, to talk to Tim Ferruzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. handyhelpersremodel.com Remodel.com and Highland Roofing NC com, Tim, so we're yep. talking about, can I actually buy aluminum siding? I think I would find that at the same place I could find um, single-pane, double-hung windows made with wood.
3: Yes, you can still get it. I in can, fact,
2: okay. I, oh, yeah. In fact, uh, the other day we took off aluminum siding on a property, and uh, I kept it because it comes in handy for repairs, uh, some of the older siding you can't find anymore. So, over the last thirty years of being a business, I've kept some of these sidings that we've taken off, just because I know it comes in handy for repair jobs. So, any of you out there that has some old siding on your house that you think that there's not any matches out there, um, I might be your man. Okay. Um, so I've stored that in the warehouses. So it is still available. Obviously, there are modern versions. So you wouldn't be able to match up to something you have from the uh, '40s or '50s, most likely. But um, uh, yes, so it is still available. But you know, of course, you're going to pay for it.
0: It's available, but is it available brand new somewhere by from yes. somebody? Yes, I can. Okay, it is. but it better is. to call Tim because you know he might have some matches. And people have pieces of you know walls of aluminum siding where just one section got hit by kids. With tennis balls and, and baseballs. Yep. Um, and that's the major issue with the old aluminum siding?
2: Is it gets dented, yep. It oxidizes, which is not a big deal because you see a lot of times where people come in and clean it really good and prime and paint it, and it seems to hold up well. Um, but it dents. and um, Not not terribly easy, but it will dent, and and uh, you won't be able to get that out, whereas vinyl siding has a memory, and it's more resilient, so it, the stuff bounces off. Yeah. Unless unless you hit it hard enough or the siding's been up there long enough, it's brittle. And again, lawn lawnmower hitting the rock and bounces off your house or uh, baseball hits the house and breaks it or heck, even hail. We've seen a lot of hail damage yeah. um, on houses in various hailstorms we've had in the RTP the last three or four years where it just pings up the side of a house and tears it all apart. Yeah. Yeah. fuquay
0: is still getting inundated with people who are home contractors dropping things in my mailbox which is not supposed to you're not supposed to put things in a mailbox but are dropping things right behind my glass door they're all yeah. saying have you heard the hail and if so call us because we can help you yeah all right
2: and i've looked at and i've looked at uh, many jobs down in fuquay and and Willow Springs I don't go out distributing uh, i prefer to I've tried that before, but it's really not my my cup of tea. I, I would rather people just call me, and it's a warm prospect to kind of work from that angle. And uh, uh, we do a much better job. I, I I mentioned several times that people that sign these documents with these guys, uh, letting the people represent them, I think, is not a, a good idea. People do that, though, because they're uh, misinformed or uninformed or... Uh, they feel like heck if this guy's gonna get me into a roof. Then what the heck, what the heck? Yeah. But it's really not a good thing. And, and, and legally, uh, these guys aren't public adjusters. So if you're not a public adjuster, you're really not supposed to get. Um, and public adjuster would be someone you can hire on your own side. We've talked about that previously
1: mm-hmm. uh, in the
2: last couple of weeks. If, if they're not a public adjuster, they really can't represent you and take your rights. Uh, and be and represent to the insurance company in full uh, full disclosure. That way, you know now if you sign something with me, or you sign a contract with me, um, or if you don't sign a contract with me, and I call the insurance company on your behalf, that's fine. But once you sign a document that says I have the right um, to be on the check with the insurance company, I'm representing you. You have no rights to talk to the insurance company. When you sign that document, which a lot of these guys are getting people to do when they go door-to-door like that, yeah, they legally are not supposed to do that. They're supposed to be public adjusters in that circumstance. So just buyer beware, and you can get out of that if you have an agreement like that signed with somebody, because they are not public adjusters, so they are not supposed to do that. And so I look, just learned that detail yeah. this week from another public adjuster. I knew that you shouldn't do that anyways, just because... You you can't really negotiate um, with your contractor at that point. They might do uh, subpar work, and and you might find that there's better guys out there. Uh, Anytime someone comes knocking on your door like that, that's a little worrisome to me.
0: Yep.
2: I understand. So, yeah, All Uh, right, talk to me about
0: Masonite, this uh, fiber board. What does that look like? Does it look like a piece of wood?
2: Masonite uh, is still sold. And um it is it looks like a piece of wood. It's got a hard finish on it that's probably a, not even a sixteenth of an inch, and I don't know what that's made out of um, but the in the bulk of the of the material is like um not sawdust, but it mm-hmm. would be imagine if you uh ran um Shavings. There almost there almost appear to be shavings of some kind, but I'm sure there's something else. I don't know the technical uh, item, but mm-hmm. it's compressed yeah. and densified with glues. And um, obviously, you don't want that part of the material, of the siding to get exposed to water because it'll just swell up. Not as bad as particle board itself, but it's a it's a modified version of that, and it's it's more exterior grade stuff. But the the actual coating on the outside of the masonite, the hard finish, that's what gives you your um, your true protection from the elements. But then, of course, you poke a nail through it to install it, yeah. and you know if you don't keep your house painted, then that nail area will swell up, and moisture will get up under there, and, and of course, then you've got you know issues.
0: But, I would uh, ass- I would assume you're getting issues sooner. With a poorly painted or you know the faded paint, the chipping paint, as opposed to wood. In other words, I'd rather have uh, a piece of wood get wet than masonite get wet. Is that a fair uh,
2: guess? um, Masonite, though, I would say that's not totally true. Okay, Um, if a nail head uh, is not caulked uh, or not coated with paint then it will swell up, but some mm-hmm. of the newer woods that you go by—the of boards, the one by sixes, one by eights—that you would see on your trim of your house—that yeah. that, that material so soft now because they grow it in these fast forests, so the material's not as dense as it as it once was. It will actually rot out faster. I call that a white wood or a soft wood. Yeah. Whereas the houses that were built nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, nineteen early nineteen sixties are actually late 50s and earlier most of that wood was pretty dense it came from big trees um, that actually matured properly so that you can leave an old house unpainted that maybe was built in the 20s and you won't have rot time
0: running out Tim sorry uh, news is coming up next Tim Feruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing talking about exteriors on Making Your Home Great (laughs) News Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great, on from 2 until 4 every Saturday afternoon. Call us up anytime today, 919-860-9783. If you want to talk to Tim about anything with your home, you really have to do it in the next little while. Tim's going to not be on the second uh, hour of the show, but we will have... Dr. Ken Allstrom of Economy Exterminators, on News Radio 680 WPTF. Our one hey, homes, our two
2: hey, bugs. Dave. Yeah, I did decide to stay on the. Oh, you did. Round, by the oh way. well, yeah. never mind. I, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Forget, I, forget
0: I mentioned it. Everybody else. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, that's a, yeah, good, it's a good yeah. time. All right, Tim Feruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. By the way, Tim did mention if you, he had a question for him. You want to talk to him during the week, 919-676-5969, 919-676-5969. And Tim is the kind of person who will come out and take a look at your issue without charging you. So that's a good thing. So, Tim, talk to me about uh, about these uh, Masonite fiber boards, unless you want to talk about uh, some of the other siding issues.
2: Well, uh, you know, I was thinking of the, the Masonite on homes since the 70s and 80s. And uh, I think as long as you take care of it, as long as you paint it, yeah. and a lot of us have this philosophy that we don't want to paint our house or don't need to paint our house, um, but every 10 years. And then eastern North Carolina, anything west of the mountains uh, yeah. or east of the mountains, really as humid as it is here and as hot, uh, I recommend people to paint their homes every four to six years, yeah. even if it doesn't look like it. And uh, you don't need to see chipping paint to know that your house needs to be painted. Um, But, you know, it costs money, and I understand that people don't do it or or can't do it. Um, But it's highly recommended that you paint your house every four to six years in North Carolina.
0: And I told you about a friend of mine who who painted one side of his house every year. Every year. Didn't wear him out. You never really notice a color difference because... Yep. Every side of the house always—you can only look at two sides anyway—but you know the freshly painted does—it doesn't look any different from the other. Um,
2: Yeah. All right. So good, good philosophy. Yeah. So, um, so Masonite I think generally has held up. There was a a class action suit against uh, one of the manufacturers, and it may have been Masonite. I don't know who it was uh, or who the. a manufacturer was, but uh, yeah. back in the 80s. And there may be some callers out there that know, and if you do call in and maybe you have a settlement of some kind, but uh, there were some issues and a uh, large amount of people had it replaced. But I've got it on my house, and, and there are some, and I've got obviously uh, four sides of my house, but you know, with all the little additions and things like that, it ends up being maybe 10, 10 sides or 10 planes on my house. Sure, and about three or four of those, I've had to replace with a different material, like a fiber cement, hardy plank type stuff. To um, just because I was tired of the masonite and the way it was failing on certain sides of the house. So you, there are some listeners out there probably have uh, masonite on their home, and and three sides or one side does worse than the others because of shade and moisture, worse position. So I just replaced. Uh, three three or four planes on my house with uh, fiber semen on one end of my house, the larger end of my house, where I was getting a lot of my storms. Right. Um, I actually did something even more creative. Uh, there I used a high-end vinyl beaded siding that matched, and I did a bunch of layers of different things below it. I had to actually build out my windows about um, an inch and a half, so um, I felt like I was losing a lot of... Uh, and my house was built in the 70s, so mm-hmm. this is the way I addressed it. And it turned out very nice, and uh, it lowered my utility bills. So um, I was very happy with that. So there's, you know, different ways you can do things. And um, so let's get back to um, uh, different siding. So we talked about cedar and, and cypress a little bit, and those houses hold up pretty well. They need to be stained um, most of the time, a semi-transparent stain is what's been used on those. In some case, and and some um, opaque, but uh, they ho- they typically don't need to be stained as often or or painted as often because of the material. Right, and uh, it will those houses ten to twelve years, maybe fifteen years. You can go without having to restain them, and um, they hold up well. And of course, you've got shakes. You've got people that have cedar shakes on. Their home as exteriors. You see some of these Cape Cod style homes, and everything's a cedar shake, and that's a good product too. And some people just leave it natural, um, kind of like the cedar cedar roofs that you see.
0: Yeah, and they um, let it gray or you know change color.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some people do take care of it and wash it, clean it, keep it sealed, so it keeps more of that brown look. Yeah. Um, I guess it just depends on where your home is and what's around it uh, on the way it weather's. Is
0: um, it a it, I'm assuming that cedar and cypress are two materials that don't rot as easily as as pine or any other wood.
2: That's right. Yeah, that's right. And cypress you don't see nearly as often as you do cedar, but both those uh, both those trees uh, do very well with um, uh, for an exterior option. And of course, it's pricey, so you don't see it as often as as uh, as you once did. Um, and then, of course, with the conservation uh, prices, even go up even further. So uh, now, Hardy Plank, James Hardy, is kind of what people call fiber cement. And there's about four, or five or six different companies out there that manufacture their own version of it. Um, we call it Hardy Plank because they were one of the first developers of the product. You call sheetrock, sheetrock. Yeah. To really, drywall because it's a brand name. And that's, I think, Masonite may be the same scenario. Um, that's a, a pretty good product. you got to keep it painted. Um, and they do have the offer of where they can send it to you pre-painted, and it's got a 50-year warranty. Uh, I don't buy that. Uh, in fact, I saw a job not too long ago that I wasn't really that impressed with, and it was only 12 years old and it had the or, or, or less, and it had the 50-year coating on it. So I'm not a big buyer of these manufacturers warranties um, I'm sorry to say uh, I think some of these manufacturers are hoping based on statistics that you're going to be out of the house and well at one time it was seven years with yeah. the turnover I think now it's what 9.7 or 10.1 years is the average so they're kind of counting on that so it transfers to another owner and another owner and then people forget and there's a lack of uh, paperwork and communication and no one cares anymore so
1: yeah
2: um don't buy too much into the warranties from the uh, manufacturers, in my opinion. Uh, what's you can do some research, and there are better products out there. But you know, when they say fifty years, and I think most of us understand that, um, it's how it's installed, who the installer is, and and there are some better products than others out there, and then also depends on your. Uh, where your house or building is situated and, and what the environment is around that. Is it close to water? Is there lots of trees? Um, is it obviously a pre-existing home? You're building it from scratch, so you have choices or no choices. Yeah. And um, affordability, of course. Now, brick is a tried-and-true product, um, and you even have stucco homes. I mean, not, not stucco, but uh, concrete block homes, and we've seen a lot of those in the older, smaller homes, maybe that are in some of the mill areas that were built with um, concrete block. But brick is a pretty common item around North Carolina because we have so much clay here. We've got some big manufacturers, so a lot of homes have brick, and it's kind of a uh, mid-Atlantic choice to have that product in this region because it's available, and uh, transportation is always a cost. And, And you can look at different parts of the country like Florida, you'll see a lot more stucco homes and uh, concrete block homes. And then California and the Pacific Northwest, you'll see maybe some more uh, cedar and redwood and, and wood cladding type homes just mm-hmm. because of the – that's what's available, right? Right. So that's what determines what people use because affordability and, and also just the general uh, look of that home place. Everybody wants to kind of have their home look similar to the other one.
0: Right, if you put in a, a Cape Cod with uh, cedar uh, shakes, you know, you'd look pretty odd in the middle of Miami. You, yeah. We're surrounded by stucco
2: People in... People in... would remember you, though.
0: <laughs> they would remember you.
2: <laughs> now, but, uh, Yeah, so brick is a pretty common thing around here. and Brick yeah. is a good product because it's very maintenance-free. Um, there are some issues with brick that need to be Considered here and there, but uh, you know, it's tried and true.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you about some of those issues and also talk to you about artificial stone coming up. And we'll talk about fuel efficiency. You know, we mentioned practically everything you can wrap your house in. What's better as far as fuel efficiency? We'll find out in just a little bit. 919 860 9783, making your home great. News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF 919 860 9783. Call up. We'll talk with uh, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, Handy Helpers Remodel.com or Highland Or if you're more comfortable writing down 10 numbers pretty quickly, first three you know, 919 676. 5969 nine to talk with Tim Ferruzi about uh, your home or you could call this number 919-860-9783 and talk to Tim immediately 919-860-9783 the only trade off is you got to talk to him on the radio cuz that's where he is uh, for the next uh, you know hour and 10 minutes anyway all right Tim you got this you've gone through almost every single one of the options i do want to mention On behalf of the people at the Hardy Plank, uh, was it James Hardy Company? Uh I just wanted to just mention, there's horizontal planking that we associate with James Hardy Plank, but they've reconfigured and they've made all sorts of things to look like other things. So in the, you know, I don't know that that's true in vinyl siding, but you can get stuff that looks like shingle and it's actually Hardy Plank. Shakes, yeah. shakes. right. It looks yeah. like shakes. It's so that anybody says to themselves, you know, <laughs> I don't know, Tim's not high on this or tim you know, got an idea about this. Talk to Tim about it because there, he's seen the pictures and he knows that you can get whatever option well, you want.
2: And we've installed it. We had a job about a year ago where yeah. the fellow had synthetic um, uh, stucco and on his garage facade and so we took that off and he went back with a uh, a fiber cement shake, right? And it still gave him a really nice look, and um, it saved him some money. And, and and fiber cement also comes in four by eight panels. We're working on a job today that's more batten type of uh, look, and um, we we've got some uh, some James Hardy or or similar product. I don't know what brand it is that looks like it that will be put in place of, right. of, of this wood. Options. So yes, they make a lot of different things. And, and one other thing is, you know, the old asbestos siding. Um, you see a lot of these smaller homes, or, or even larger homes that have these uh, uh, this square-looking siding that might be twenty-four inches by twenty-four inches wide by uh, twelve inches tall. This is the way it looks, and it's just a bunch yeah. of squares on the house. Um, if it's an older house, that's most likely asbestos. And um, it holds up well, and they do make a fiber cement product that matches and mimics that. So if you ever have any repairs where something has broken or fallen out, you can put this product in place of that as a patch there, yes. and it works. And uh, Certainty has some of that product as well as some other name brands. I think James Hardy may have some out there as well. Uh, so we, we did a big addition, and carry yeah where they had that product on the rest of the house and they wanted to have the same look so we did all that in that material
0: all right good i've got john in raleigh who's got a question for you on news radio 680 wptf john welcome how are you
3: i'm doing great i hope good. you are too
0: terrific you're on
3: with tim Ferruzzi. okay i got a question for tim uh, i guess maybe it's not a, not a question but a looking for a recommendation I've got. Uh, I keep getting the the corners of the gutters start leaking, and the water backs up, and then it uh, drips onto the. I guess is it called the fascia board? Fascia, fascia Hailing, board. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And those joints start rotting out. And I guess my question is, what can be done? I've I've had some some success with uh, painting it with wood hardener, and then uh, filling it with uh like a minwax uh compound yep yep, yep. epoxy uh, yeah yep. but is it something else or well you know yeah i mean when you say that the first thing i think of is um
2: obviously with things not being all things being considered um take your gutters down and maybe replace your gutters if they're older um cuz the joints continue to leak But taking your gutters down, even if you reinstall them, would be one of the first things you should do. And I think you might be in order to replace them. Um, But going back with uh, PVC, in fact, the job we're working on today, we're replacing all the fascia board uh, with PVC, so it's 100% vinyl plastic, Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: you won't have any rotting with that product. And, And also, Uh, Fiber cement, James Hardy and other companies make um, products in fascia board and soffit material as well. So if you're looking for a long-term solution, I would recommend fiber cement or a PVC. And when I say a PVC, I mean they they make the 1x4, 1x6, or 1x8, what is traditionally called, in plastic now. And it looks just like it, and it won't rot, it holds paint, and um, holds up pretty well in the UV rays once you paint it, and obviously it's waterproof. Okay, but I, be, I would yeah. think that I would think that you'd want to take your gutters down, and uh, and do that so you can get back to the original seam, so you don't create more seams. Because if you're cutting a foot back here and a foot back here, you know you're creating another seam that for water mm-hmm. to get in.
3: So the uh, the PVC. Does that have to be pre-drilled like the uh, Hardy plank, or is that no? Nope, you you nail right nail through, it. through it. You nail right through it, yes, sir. And it's still and a lot a, of the hardy, a lot of the Hardy, huh? It's still a three, actually a three-quarter inch. Mm-hmm. Thick, yes, sir. When you sure say is. one by, yeah, one, one by is is
2: three-quarter inch for okay. all listeners out there that don't. So one by four would be three-quarter inch
3: by three and a half inch. Mm-hmm. So it's a nominal size, yes, sir. Yeah. And the lengths that they come in, is it, do they come in 16-foot or longer? Uh, yeah, um,
2: 16s, 8s, 10s, 12s. Uh, it depends on the supplier you go to, and there's different manufacturers of it. Um, and it's expensive. Uh, I mean, you're going to pay for it, uh,
3: but, again, once you put it up, it's, you're done. Yeah. Well, that's uh, kind of where where I am, I'm getting tired of uh, seeing those gutters. They keep doing it over and over Cocking the here. inside, and the, after a while, they start leaking again. And, okay, well, and, and that's by the, good to know. And, and John, by the way, we're in the
2: gutter business. We have machines, and we bring them to your property. We custom make everything per length, so if you need some gutter work done, we can certainly help you with that. So, I think that you might be kind of uh,
3: how, how old are your gutters? I think the gutters are um, probably 15, 15 16 years, old, years in, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah the and the original, that's probably about the... Original. the right.
2: And, and people think that gutters you know, last forever, but uh, i tell you, putting new gutters up, uh, seamless, you still have to do a coupling in the corner, a miter, but with new sealants and just new products, it makes a difference, and, and larger out, downspouts. Most of us are using larger downspouts now. Um, so you might consider that after you, if you're going to spend the money fixing the corner again so you don't have to keep addressing that.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you do painting also, or do you? Do you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because uh, if I replace the gutters, which I'm also looking at... Uh, well, you have it down. I uh, like to paint the faces, paint, yeah. paint everything. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just the so trim around the house that's right that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, when I'm getting ready to do it, I'll i like to give you a call to yep. come out and get yep. an yep. estimate for me. John, you look at
0: it. Tim's, uh, you know, too shy to mention this, but if you're in the in an area where you can grab a pen, his number is 919-676-5969. Okay, I have a pen. Back you do. Did you write it? <laughs> yes. I you did. want to read it back to me, John? Because you know. 919- 9, 6, seven six
3: five 9, six five nine.
0: All right, good. Because Tim is too shy about this, but uh, A B C man, no A B S. Always be selling. All right. Thank you, John.
3: Thank you. Have a Take good day.
0: I'll tell Take you care. what, Tim. Yep. I've gotten really good at hosting the show because the minute he called, I said gutters. I'm just sitting right here, and I said. He doesn't have a fascia or soffit problem. The fellow's gutters are overflowing. This is a problem of gutters.
2: Although, well, it, they might be. They might not be overflowing. The seams just may have just, um, you know, they they, they just get worn out. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I'm willing.
2: All right. So the sealant inside of them, and you know, just with the expansion and contraction of material, because it's always moving with the heating and cooling and moisture and all that. Uh, you know the things things pop out. So, and of course, you don't have new metal, so you're trying to do adhere to, to to old metal with various sealants, and yeah, it's just an exercise in futility.
0: Tim, every is it possible to answer the question? Everything being equal, if the client or homeowner didn't care, what would Tim Feruzzi suggest for overall maintenance free and? Uh, power or uh, you know uh, insulation quality? What, what are the best sightings that you would suggest?
2: Um, that's a hard question. I don't think I can summarize it that easy. I would say um, obviously um, I, I like lots of different homes and I think they all have a good qualities. So the biggest thing is just keeping your house maintained. Okay. That's what it really comes down to. No matter what your house is made of, keeping it maintained, stained, painted, washed, uh, depending on what you have, combination of the two, uh, making sure you have gutters, obviously a good roof. Yeah. All those things are important.
0: All right. Next hour, Dr. Ken Alstrom. Also, Tim Feruzia, of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And myself, Dave Alexander. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. Coming up next, WPTF.
1: Take me home tonight. Me just
0: like radio News Radio 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great is a radio program. This one, in fact, from 2 until 4. Every single Saturday, whether there's a game on or not, we're going to be with you talking about how to make your home great, whether it's the kind of thing that, that affects the structural integrity or the, the appearance of your home or the ek factor, the ech factor. And we may be talking about that for a while. Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators is here. And, of course, also with us is Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Welcome, Dr. Catt. Hey, Dave. Good to be here. That's good. It's good that you're here. Listen, I had a uh, an incident this week where I saw a cockroach. I'm assuming it's a cockroach. It appeared to be a classic-looking cockroach in my bedroom. My first thought, of course, was I needed to kill it before my wife saw it. A good, a good, a good thing to do. Okay. Because I didn't want her to think, you know... Right. It was in the bedroom. Bad
4: okay. place to be.
0: The second thing is that I brought it in, but I can't find it. <laughs> it
4: was. It's jumped its leash. Yeah, they do. They run pretty fast, and they'll they're, hide. They're big. They, they are. Yeah. Now, was this one almost black? Uh, it was. Yeah, that's a smoky brown cockroach. It was. It was this big. Well, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, about, okay. maybe right. about, maybe an inch and exactly? inch and a half. They big. They looked bigger they in look the bigger. story. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so how long are they? They're, They're about an inch and a half long. Okay. And the smoky browns are real dark brown, mahogany colored. Yeah. Yeah, when you said brown, I thought, well, yeah, brown, reddish, sort of really dark. Yeah, the mahogany colored. That's Matcha- smoky brown. Matches mahogany furniture. Yeah, so, so if you put it on there, you'll discuss, you can hide it from your wife by putting it on the surface, and she won't see it. These, <laughs> these cockroaches. Yeah. Are they a health issue? The, one, the American cockroach, which is uh, reddish brown with kind okay. of a, a yellowish uh, shield behind the head, Yeah, that's the number one roach in the sewers in the United States. Oh, yeah. And being in sewers, they're going to be carrying diseases. And you're going to find these in places where they serve food, you know, hospitals, restaurants, yeah. Yeah. warehouses. Uh, I'd worry about those. But the smoky brown, that lives outside generally in mulch. Uh yeah. moist conditions, live in gutters that don't drain properly. Yeah. And that's they can come up into the attic and then get into your house that way. But they also crawl around and if you have a gap under your door or around around your window, they can come in at night. Yeah. I'm got, I've got Margaret and Raleigh
0: on the line, but Tim, I want to involve you in this question and and Dr. Ken as well. Is it theoretically possible to construct a house where a cockroach or a bug, not a small bug, but a cockroach, they're big. I mean, they're big compared to whatever, okay, compared to fleas. Right. Can you
4: construct a house they can't get in? It'd be pretty hard because if, if they, when they, uh, they have their egg, ca- egg case, and yeah. when they hatch, they've got the little nymphs, and the nymphs are extremely small. And yeah. so they can crawl and get in the smallest openings. All right. So I mean, if if you if you look at the adult roach, yeah, that's a big roach, an inch and a half, an inch and a quarter, inch and a half long, and you need a pretty big opening, even though they can squeeze down. But the yes. nymphs, first instar nymphs, are very tiny. Uh, they're about a quarter of an inch um, in length. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they can fit into a small a small crack. Tim,
0: I would like you to come by, crawl under my house, and I would like you to seal up with whatever material you think you need to the underside of
4: my house so i never have any bugs. Mhm, good luck. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty hard. If you if you if you try and seal the house up to keep everything out, you're probably going to suffocate because the house has to breathe. Okay. All
0: right. Margaret and Raleigh, thank you very much for calling up. I know you want to talk to Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. What's up, Margaret?
5: Hi, I just have a question about bed bugs. Um, yes. My mo- my mother-in-law lives in an assisted living center in Raleigh, mm-hmm. and I got a call from them this week saying that they had discovered bed bugs in her little apartment, and the only people that visit her are the staff and my husband and myself, because she is not from the Raleigh area. Yeah. So I wanted to know um, basically a little bit about bed bugs, and once it's been treated, would it be okay to move some of the furniture to perhaps my home? I don't want to bring bed bugs in
4: my home. Right, I, I understand, uh, and uh, you may not. You, you're probably not bringing them in if you don't have them in your home. You're probably not bringing them in, uh, and there could be an adjoining apartment in the assisted living that may have bed bugs because the bed bugs will walk. They, they'll crawl between apartments. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Margaret, there's, a, there's uh, Mar- a possibility that there could be uh, an apartment uh, nearby that has bed bugs. Are you asking Margaret about
0: taking furniture from her assisted living situation? To your home?
5: Correct. And I, I just, I don't, you know, once the, the place has been treated or her apartment has been treated, and how long does it take to kill them? And are you sure that they're totally dead? And then you could bring the furniture from her, where she is to my home because I do not have them and I don't want to get them.
4: Okay, uh, we do a heat treatment for bed bugs, And we have large heaters that we bring in and it's hooked up to a generator. And for three hours, we subject the apartment or the, the rooms to 121 degrees mm-hmm. and this kills everything all stages of bed bugs we leave the furniture in there leave the bedding leave the mattress uh, uncovered I just put all the, the material on the floor uh, and as the heating process goes the person who's monitoring the heaters because we, they have to make sure that we maintain the temperature that person will come into the apartment and move the furniture around because there will be cool spots underneath it and they'll also tip it over so that you can get all the surfaces exposed to the heat. So after the after heat treatment is completed, like I said, it takes about three hours, and it takes a period to cool down. After that, you should be able to bring the furniture to your place without a, th- a possible. With, there may be, I would say, there would be a 100% chance that you would not carry any bed bugs with you. Okay.
5: All right. Well, thank you very much.
4: You're welcome.
0: Margaret, what? thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those moments where I think... The ultimate question is, what's a couch worth to you? I'm not sure that I would let that in my house.
4: But you're confident 100%. I'm confident that the, the heat treatment, uh, unless it is, is 100% effective, it kills all stages of the bed bugs. Okay. And right. like a, but we have, like I have a, a couch at home that was made by my grandfather. Yeah. And I would hate to get rid of that. Sure. And so I would like, I would definitely like to have, if I had bed bugs, to get the house treated and expose that that couch to the heat, and it's going to kill whatever's in there. Dr. Ken Alstrom of
0: Economy Exterminators answering your questions about all kinds of bugs. 919-860-9783. How about this idea that, um, is there an option, is
4: there a chemical option for bed bugs there is a new chemical that's been uh, put out now for bed bug control. It's yeah. called crossfire, which is extremely effective. Uh-huh. And uh, some people would prefer to have that rather than heat. Yeah. Uh, it takes more time to get rid of them because you have to treat the material. Sure. They have to go back to, uh, one or two times to uh, for, because it, this thing will kill the eggs. Right. But, which has been the hardest part with most chemicals. It's it doesn't penetrate the eggshell. Right. And so after a few days... After the chemical has, has been treated, the, the new ones hatch out. So I would, uh, I would go ahead. If you don't want to have the heat treatment, which is an expensive process, by the way, it's, okay. it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's effective. But you can also opt for the, the chemical treatment. Don't you
0: ever just sit back and say, you know, I miss DDT. I miss that stuff.
4: Oh, yeah, I mean, that stuff, stuff killed... That, that killed everything. That killed everything. <laughs> of course, it killed birds and... Right, <laughs> birds, bald eagles, everything. <laughs> but the, the but the good thing about it is you could make up a slurry of that and drink it down and it wouldn't affect you. Really? Yeah, DDT was not? Yeah, well,
2: all right. Well, I mean, I some of us still have it in our bodies, doesn't, uh, doesn't it... Uh it's
4: stored in the fat yep I, I but I think it's been uh so far now been been out of the out of the ecosystem for so long that I yeah. really don't think there's any DDT re- residues left in in the fat tissues because the things that have that were exposed to it have been long dead the okay. people people who have uh, forgotten the story about DDT
0: DDT used to be there there would be mosquito wagons trucks spraying DDT around neighborhoods mm-hmm and I think they might have told people to stay, you know, in right. during that period of time. But eventually it, it weakened the shells of the bald eagles and they've, they've stopped doing right. it. The fish would pick up uh,
4: and store it in their fat tissues.
0: We were so against DDT eventually when these things were discovered that the United States not only banned DDT, but banned other countries from using DDT. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a very strange history of a chemical. All right. and i don't really want to i don't want to
4: suggest DDT. yeah i mean we we were so so wise we we quit using it in the united states but we weren't too bad about shipping it to other countries well, and, uh, let you them, well let s- them worry about it Yeah, you
0: got to sell your leftovers on <laughs> train right. all right telephone number is 919 860 9783 919 860 9783 we should talk about that Uh, chemicals in our homes and you know how to treat bugs Mm -hmm. without poisoning the 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 puppy dogs and other things dr ken alstrom of economy exterminators is in studio looking for your phone call 919-860-9783 news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather Forecast. Beautiful weather. The rest of the afternoon, just a few clouds. Uh, high near 77. We're near that now. Overnight low, 48. And then Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, sunny and comfortable, pleasant and delightful. Those are the words they use in the official forecast. Oh, <laughs> well, the weather forecasters are getting creative. 71, 74 and 77 for the next few days. We're at 76. With a real feel of '78 News Radio 680 WPTF, Tim Ferruzzi, Dave Alexander, and the entomologist for Economy Exterminators, Doctor Ken Alstrom. Gentlemen, during the break, I had a phone call off-air from Susan, who didn't want to go on the radio, and I, I had a hard time understanding that it actually was a question for Doctor Ken. She has a slab home. The slab is cracked. And she believes that she was bitten or invaded by a millipede. Do millipedes bite? Millipedes do not bite. They do not bite. Susan, Susan, you have not been bitten by a millipede. On the other hand, through a slab home, cracked foundation, Mm -hmm.
4: can you get an influx of bugs? Yeah, these things, uh, millipedes live in, in the rotting leaves and mulch. Uh, and they feed on the, the 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 decaying vegetation leaves and and yeah. pine straw, and they have very tiny mouth parts they 're not capable of beating, biting people they 're not yes. venomous yeah uh they 're harmless they 're just a nuisance when they get inside they do not like I said they do not bite they 're a little ugly yeah you know? they 're a little ugly with all those all those little legs and crawling around but uh they're they 're just a nuisance when they get inside
0: now Tim uh, I gave her your number with the idea that what she really has is a problem of a cracked foundation. Um, you know, uh, Tim, on a cracked slab, there's got to be a repair. Yes, sir?
2: Well, uh, yeah, there's some different options out there, and it uh, depends on where it's cracked. Yeah. Um, some She may think it's, and maybe she sees them coming through that area, but I've noticed with slabbed homes or homes that are maybe Real close where there's moisture and, like Ken said, a lot of decay that you do tend to get um, those critters in there. I've seen a lot in uh, in the uh, mountain area, like the Appalachian, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Charlottesville area, where they come in in in, in that. So and it probably has to do with very cool uh, slabs, and uh, they can probably get in any. Area that they want because they're so small, aren't they can.
4: Yeah, well, there's there's uh, there's the one that we have that's real common around here. It's about an inch long, kind of grayish uh, brown. Right. But right. mm-hmm. well, we also have another one, uh, the giant millipede, which is maybe four inches long, kind yeah. of purplish and red, and and those things like <laughs> decaying wood. And so if you have those, I've seen some homes over in Kerry where they've actually burrowed into the rotting wood of the of the house. So I yeah. mean that shows that there's a, there's a a serious problem there if there's uh, if they're, they're boring into the house.
2: They're not typically coming into the house though. The larger ones,
4: right? No, they're the they're taking advantage of a situation where the wood is decay or is rotting, uh, either right. probably decay or water damage, and right. this is an opportunity for them to to get a free meal. But they will actually chew through the wood.
0: Now right. this raises the the issue having to do with before I call you before I have a bug issue. What should I do? What can I do around my house
4: to prevent or at least limit bug infestations? One thing I would do if you have a lot of mulch around your house, yeah, uh, pull it away from the foundation, uh, two feet away, uh-huh. uh huh, and then fill it in with stones. You know, some other yeah imitation material. Some of these imitation uh, mulches, uh, the rubber, I guess, the rubberized mulch that they've got, yeah, uh, just to get rid of the the natural mulch okay and that'll help a whole lot all right uh my pile of wood piled up right next to the deck right next to the house oh yeah that's that's a good that's a good place to have it because here you got uh, carpenter ants feeding on wood you got termites working on it yeah and if you got termites up against your house they're going to find your house really eventually they'll they crawl around and uh they I, i would definitely not have my wood piled up against the house okay so no wood pile against the house no natural organic stuff because the bugs are going to eat that they're getting they're going to get into it and if you have shrubbery up against your house yeah. trim it trim it away so it's not touching the house if you have tree branches up on your roof yeah. trim them back so that ants will use these as highways to get into your house and other insects will use these as highways so trim them back make sure they're not on the against the side of the house or on the roof Mm -hmm. And this will help lower your insect problem. This is Dr.
0: Ken Allstrom of Economy Exterminators. Also, of course, uh, with us every Saturday, 2 to 4, on Making Your Home Great, is Tim Feruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I don't think you can find uh, a better outlet for live information about live bugs in your house than this show today (laughs) all the way to to 3 o'clock. About chemicals... Uh, I you know there's a lot of really small letters on the cans that I have in my garage I've got pictures of bugs on all these cans and they I look at the picture and there you go can I just do this man can I just go out with one of these cans and spray it wherever I want to
4: you you can do it but the unfortunately most of the chemicals that you find uh, at the Home Depot or, or Lowe's or your garden center these are repellents yeah. And so they're going to repel the insect. They're going to kill the insect, but they're also going to repel it. Repel it. Yeah. Uh, what we use are chemicals that are non-repellent. So really? when, when we treat for ants, the ants will walk right over it and <laughs> and pick it up on their bodies. and yeah. It doesn't kill them right away, and then they'll take it back to the nest, and they'll rub it up against their, their nest mates yeah. and spread the, the chemical this way. So it's... Uh, it's it depends yeah. on what you want because it's going to take a while when with the chemicals we use. It's not going to be an instantaneous kill. Yeah, it's going to take a period of time, but it will eventually take care of the problem. I know that the
0: can worked instantaneously, more or less, within two or three minutes of spraying on the bug that I found. Exactly, the huge bug that I found. I the picture didn't even match up. I just sprayed until he was gone.
4: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then he fell on the ground I stepped on him. So he did kill him. So you did double killing. You made sure that the chemicals killed him and then you... you yes! <laughs> you stepped on the, 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 I stabbed him, shot him, and, and hit him with the chemicals. And left a nice stain on the floor.
0: I left a nice stain <laughs> while it was out on the deck. But okay. yes. But, but here's the question. You want the bug to go and kill the colony. Is this called baiting? Is that what it's, we do? Well,
4: it's, well baiting is a, is a solid material. Okay. Uh, generally, it, we use that for cockroaches in and, yeah. and kitchens because and, we don't want to put a spray in the kitchen. So we use a, a gel bait that we apply to the hinges where the roaches can can feed on it. And it's out of the way. You don't see it. Uh, but the chemicals, we don't want to spray in the kitchen. Okay. Or we're, if there are elderly people in the house or pets, uh, if we do have to spray a chemical right. in in the rooms, we make sure that they, the the, pe- the people have g- have left the house for at least three hours mm-hmm. if they have pets either take them with them or put them in a room by themselves and leave them locked up for three hours until the material dries once the material dries yeah. then it's safe to for them to walk over it
0: you're not just coming in and pulling the pin on a bug bomb
4: no and walking out you don't do that kind. no of thing. we don't do that sort of stuff we have uh pressurized uh, gallon or two gallon uh, containers which can contain the chemical with a, a spray wand that we spray uh, you yeah. in intervals along the baseboard and along the walls and not we don't go up on the walls from wall to ceiling yeah it's really just mainly on the baseboards because that's mainly where most of your insects are coming from
0: Well, it's funny because that's what i do when i have bugs I uh, perhaps i've got to turn over a A different leaf yeah i don't have to just give us a call we'll be glad to take care of you (laughs) dr ken allstrom of economy exterminators on news radio 680 wptf the radio program is called making your home great call us up at 919-860-9783 on wptf News Radio six eighty WPTF, making your home great. AccuWeather forecast: sunshine, clouds, and seventy seven overnight low. A a comfortable forty eight degrees. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday sunshine. And really, I don't want to don't want to push my luck. It really says partly sunny or mostly sunny Sunday to next Monday. Not tomorrow, but. The following month, mm-hmm. 76 right now, Real Field 78, News Radio 680, WPTF. Dr. Ken Olstrom of Economy Exterminators and, of course, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. We're heading into a season. We've just crossed over into autumn and the weather is finally starting to cooperate with that word. Yep. Uh, are most of the bugs
4: going to go dormant or dead? Soon? Well, a lot of time, yeah. Uh, once the first freeze comes, yeah. uh, a lot of the material, a lot of insects that are out there are going to die and, they, and they're prepared for the winter. They've already got their overwintering stages set up. Yeah. Uh, they are not get to pass the winter. However, there are other pests uh, besides insects that we, we work with at the Economy Exterminators. We do rodents. Yeah. And as the cool temperatures, as temperatures cool down now, you're going to start seeing uh, the activity of mice is going to pick up. They've been out in the fields all summer long eating on seeds and, and just uh, taking having a, a happy time. But yeah. now with the cool weather, they're going to start invading homes. And the uh, best it, way to just yeah. inspect your home and make sure that all the openings, uh, small openings in the foundation or around the uh, the screen, the, the uh, crawl space vents. Right. Uh, door spaces, windows around the windows. Make sure these are sealed uh, to prevent the, the little suckers from getting in.
0: And this is... An area where a physical barrier does work. You need to.
4: You get rid of mouse holes. Right, you need to right. get, exactly. Get rid, of the, get rid of the entryways, entry points for these things to get in. The conduit where your utilities come into your house, make sure that those, uh, uh-huh. the hole that they drill in your house, and then if you have a one and a half inch hole and they put yes. a half inch cable through there, you've got a one inch hole you have to worry about. In this, and the mice are going to squeeze through the smallest opening. They can squeeze through an opening about the size of a dime.
0: And I can just suggest from my own Experience. It might be a good idea to figure a way to either inspect or just check to see whether your your dryer vent is venting to the outside.
4: Mine was chewed to pieces by something. They, yeah, they will. They will go. Out, they're looking for the lint that might be in this thing. Uh, to, yeah. to to line their nest, uh, have a nice comfortable mattress for the the raise their young. Yeah. So, well, they're in the crawl space. They chew in,
0: climb up, and then that still that. Accordion mm-hmm. material, they'll chew that out. Next thing you know, they're in their house. Right. Um. So, so what else should we be concerned about or pay attention to in this season? Well, it, with the,
4: uh, like I said, with the with the cooler temperatures, uh, you're still going to have a p- a problem with ants during the winter. Uh, right. A lot of times they'll nest in the in the in the walls, um, and you'll see them a lot of time crawling in your kitchen, even in the dead of winter. And yeah, I've had that problem in my house, but uh, I just Apply, I call, I have a, my, our handy technician come by and, oh, yeah. and, and treat the house. And with economy exterminators, by the way. Oh, he does pick up the phone for economy <laughs> you, exterminator. Yeah, house. that's a good thing. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, you really can't keep anything out. If, if, there's, if there's something out there, it's going to find a way in.
0: And if you see, I'm not going to explain why, but if you see brown rice scattered around someplace, it's about the size of rice.
4: It's not really rice. If you see it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just pick up the phone. Exactly. Call call Economy at 919 3621000. area code
0: 919. Yep. Ryan in Raleigh has a bug question. How you doing, Ryan?
6: Hey, how are you guys doing today? Nice. All right. So um, I had a question for Mr. Alstrom there. Uh, I called you guys not too long ago and you came out. I just bought a house and I had all these cockroaches and crickets and I'm very pleased with you know the amount of dead bugs that were killed, and I don't see them anymore. But you know, one of the guys that came out to inspect for me, he was showing me all the signs of uh, you know the cockroaches and the crickets leaving this brown trail on the wood, and you know in the cross space areas, mm-hmm. even up in the uh, like the attic area, there's a lot of that kind of brown speckled, um, I guess you know poo everywhere.
4: Yeah, that's and, your, uh, exactly that's droppings. Yeah. Uh,
6: what can I do about Cleaning some of that because I want to move in. I want to put all this stuff in, and I feel like the place is disgusting. I need to get it cleaned up. What's a good way to take care of that?
4: I guess probably using a Clorox solution and just getting in and, and uh, getting getting down on your hands and knees and scrubbing this material.
6: Okay, so just scrubbing it. All right.
4: Yeah, just doing yeah doing a physical uh, clean up with a with a good uh, a sturdy brush and a, a Clorox solution, which will help help clean, get rid of that material. Sometimes we just have that uck factor.
0: That oh yeah. my, I don't want to do this. I'm going to ask Doctor Ken a question I didn't anticipate asking him today. Uh, what's in that poop, and is
4: it really bad for you? Well, it's something they, they everything that they, whatever they've been feeding on. If yes. they've been feeding on your food. Uh, there's food materials that you've been eating. Yeah, uh, but it's and it's going through. It's just digestive materials. Um, Are cockroaches big? Uh, like disease carriers. Like I said earlier at the show, we mentioned that the the American cockroach lives in sewers. Yeah. So that's uh, gonna, they're going to be exposed to a lot of lot of things. Uh, most of the other things, no. Uh, the the only ones that you would really worry about would be mainly the flies that you find on dog poo. Yeah. Uh, they're just that's disgusting. Yeah. And there's diseases with that. Um, bed bugs are one thing you can eliminate. They they carry several diseases, but they don't transmit them, right. which is a good thing. Right. But is Ryan, Ryan, you're still there? Or, or yeah, Ryan still is still here. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would, Like I said, I would go ahead and just get down on your hands and knees and, and do a thorough cleaning. Oh, man.
6: That's not what I wanted to hear. Do you think like a cleaning company
4: could just, you know, I don't really want to deal with it at
6: this point. Ryan,
0: amen. <laughs> I don't have a cleaning company in mind, but yes, if it disgusts you. Yeah, I would. It does. The other option, <laughs> honestly, the other option, Ryan, is to get some sort of... Machine or wand, you know what I mean—the the Swiffer kind of thing. Oh, uh, something to scrub for me. Well, if you know, Doctor Ken says he would get down on his hands and knees, <laughs> but I don't really believe him on that one. Uh, I think paying somebody to do it or getting a
4: tool. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if any of the, like the maid services are generally going to be we're doing your cleaning, but I don't think they would do anything with uh, scrubbing the the baseboards uh, and stuff like that. It, I think it'd be. Oh yeah. Maybe Tim would know. Uh, if, if Tim, if, do you have somebody?
2: I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe uh, maybe Molly,
6: uh, Mary Mays?
4: I think again that they're going to, you know, they're going you know, to do the the uh, floors and the and the bathrooms and, yeah,
6: call and. Someone in to clean up my attic, right? Yeah, yeah I, sure I don't think.
2: My, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they do special projects.
4: They they may. I, I really haven't thought about that, but I yeah. I'd be surprised. But I maybe they do. It'd be, it'd be worth a try.
0: Ryan, the other. The other possibility on this, I don't know how sneaky you are, but maybe you should come up with a cover story. Do not, do not tell, tell them. them. <laughs> right. If you would pick up the phone and say, listen, I got a lot of cockroach poo in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to call you back. <laughs> so come up That's with something there. that sounds plausible, but will require them to do the Clorox and scrub the floor. Mm-hmm. Good mm. luck.
6: Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate
0: the advice. All right. Thank you, Ryan. All right. It's it's a problem. It is. Uh, I, I've got. Uh, you know, if you have a house that is quote unquote
4: unoccupied for a period of time, are the bugs just going to come in? Oh, they're going to come in. Sure. Really? Sure. Because they're, they're, there's not no cleaning being done. Yeah. Uh, there unfortunately there's no food around, but uh, yeah. A lot of times you find these insects will be feeding on each other. You know they'll. Some insects will come in and they'll die, and this will bring other insects in that are going to feed on the carcasses of the dead insects that are that that came in first. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would make sure that the uh, yeah, an abandoned home or yeah. a house that's empty for two or three months is going to have an insect problem. And better to spray or call your guys. Call us. Call us right.
0: Um, if, if you know that your house is going to be unoccupied for a while.
4: Yeah, and there's, there's one thing we've, we've come across several times is that people move out and they have their pet and they've got mm-hmm. carpeted floors mm-hmm. and the house has not been sold for two or three months yeah. and the new people come in to look at the house and they're covered with fleas because uh-huh. the fleas, fleas are able to withstand that period of time right. until um, you get people, the movement of people will cause the eggs to hatch. uh uh-huh. That's when the fleas become a problem. All right.
0: On your list, when you sell your home, has got to be Economy Exterminators at 919 362 because we don't want any bugs exactly. when the people come in because that's, that's another thing. All right. So you mentioned ants, you mentioned rodents coming in.
4: What else? Over the next couple of months, during the wintertime, it's going to be pretty. uh, Oh, there'll be uh, crickets. Will be coming in. Yeah, Uh, they generally they're just a you know they'll be singing in the house and yeah, they're they're kind of cute. You can put them in the little cricket box, but it's still an insect in your house, and you're (laughs) trying. And a lot of people don't want to have anything in their house. Yeah, I understand that. So yeah, crickets, um, mainly uh, ants. Ticks are not going to be a problem. They're going to be hibernating during the winter, except for right. the, deer, the deer tick that causes Lyme disease is active during the winter. Right. Uh, they're generally going to be outside. They're not going to come inside unless you bring them in. Um, Fleas in the yard, that will be tamped down, won't it? I mean, the, that, that population will, as long as the, as the pets are kept inside. Right. Uh, generally, in the cold weather, they're not as active, so... There's a possibility they still could be sometime on these warm days, right. come active. But generally, that's not, fleas are really not going to be, I don't believe, a problem in the wintertime. All right. Well, I, may be, I may be wrong on that. But. I'm going to present a ser-
0: scenario. I have a, a family of daughters and a family of daughters with dogs. And I'm going to present the complex scenario of the cousin dogs visiting the other cousin dogs. We've got one dog that's just covered. And we got to figure this out. Believe it or not, Dr. Ken probably has some ideas about this. Dr. Ken Allstrom is an entomologist with Economy Exterminators, and he's at your service for the next 15 minutes. Call us now, 919-860-9783. Making your home great with Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Coming up October 14th on this radio show, we're talking with Chris Fulton of Fairway Home Detailing. And by the way, they've got, we're going to have a full house that day because he's bringing in other people who do interesting things in homes. That will be coming up October 14th on the show. Next week on the hour number one, we're talking about special projects that Tim Ferruzzi and Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing has gotten involved in, making your home great. Two to four every Saturday, News Radio 680 WPTF. Dave Alexander along with Tim Ferruzzi and Dr. Ken Allstrom. Susan in Durham. Susan, how are you? It's good to hear from you, Susan. Welcome to the show. What do you, what do you have in terms of a question for Dr. Ken?
7: Uh, Well, ask a uh, PhD doctor, entomologist, about secretions that millipedes make as a defensive uh, Mm -hmm. mechanism and to a sensitive individual, how dangerous is that and what can be done? How should it be treated if he knows? I have talked to registered nurses, but I'm not seeing a doctor.
0: You want to know whether... (laughs) Your experience with centipedes has millipedes has affected your health. Doctor Ken well, might not be able to he's he studied nothing bigger than what your fist, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, on, the color, other, yeah. on the other hand, does well, he know anything about that subject?
7: It's some kind of secretion supposedly All right. they emit as a defense mechanism mm. and to sensitive individuals it can be
4: yeah. dangerous okay the the little the little ones that are about a little inch long uh about one inch long they do have a uh, material they have uh, actually a cyanide compound in their bodies uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh in it since they're in in small numbers it's it's really not a problem because when you crush them you can smell this stu- this stuff it's very oh. offensive yeah but oh. um but if you ha you know if you put a a thousand in a bucket and and, and crushed them and then started sniffing i i don't know what would happen i wouldn't i wouldn't be uh, want to say what would but, happen, but Susan, we're going to try that on next week's episode. But I, I but, don't know,
0: Susan, that you can get an answer on a health question specifically that,
4: except to go to a doctor experienced in. Yeah, I think family a family yeah. doctor who could yeah. refer you to somebody, uh, an epidemiologist yeah, epidemiologist or something. Because I'm I'm well, really not familiar there.
7: Basically, the characteristic of that little of that thing that they do emit. Uh, secretion that's highly irritating it, as a defense mechanism. I guess
4: that's what I'm. Yeah, it was, it's, yeah. When they're when they're when they're uh, threatened by something, they do uh, secrete this or they puff this little whatever this chemical is out. But is that
7: what you treat? You treat these these uh these insects.
4: The, they're not insects. These are yeah. These well, uh, what are they? They're they're in a different uh, group of in, they're in a group of uh, arthropods, they have jointed legs, but a different group of arthropods. But yeah, we can treat the the, the yard outside around the foundation because a lot of, if you have a lot of mulch around your house, so that's going to build up a high, uh, high population of the millipedes. But you also have to make sure that the, uh, you have, they have no entryway into your house. I mean they can crawl in the, underneath the doors if the, if the door seal or the door sweep is not the uh, complete. Yeah, my suspicion is that this is the same
0: Susan who called earlier, who we didn't take on the air. That's Uh, right. And Susan has a cracked foundation for cracked slab, and yeah. Yeah. Susan,
4: thank you very much. Yeah, Yeah, I don't really, I really don't know what we. I don't have an answer for that.
7: Okay, thank you. Thank yes,
4: you, ma'am. Susan. I appreciate it. I'm,
0: I'm very glad you called, and I'm very uh, especially glad that you did call back. She didn't mm-hmm. want to be on the radio first mm-hmm. and then later said, well, those guys seem fine. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to them. 919-860-9783. Becky called. Hi, Becky.
5: Hi. What do you have thank going, you going on? All today? You're welcome. So we have suffered, Dr. Ken, with an issue with the small, tiny, black ants this year. Um, they have come into rooms that have no exterior entrances or exits. We cannot seem to locate where they're coming from. My husband has treated the lawn, the exterior of the house. We've used ant traps, um, you know, in indoor space when we could see where they might be traveling from in areas that did have exterior entrances and exits, but we cannot get rid of them. Do you have any idea? We don't know if they are perhaps in the crawl space where we can't get to them. But do you have any tips at all? Okay, these, these are very tiny. Yes, the little tiny, uh, little tiny black ants.
4: And and do they little? You said tiny ants.
5: Yes, correct.
4: Oh, uh, very, very tiny, about a uh, less than a, about a sixteenth of an inch long black.
5: Correct. Yes, they look like a coffee ground.
4: Yes. Okay, those uh, coffee ground. Okay. Uh, those sound like what is known as a common name is actually the little black ant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And and you say you have no ex you know exits to the outside.
5: That's correct. But
4: you've, in you have windows. You your have...
5: bathrooms, um, you know, are getting ants from somewhere. that also are a kitchen. But we can't see that they're coming from the kitchen into the bathrooms. They just appear in the bathrooms where there isn't anything other than dust work.
4: Yeah, they could, they're, they, they they're could follow tiny. they could follow up the duck work uh, they're probably coming in looking for water okay. but, but these things have have a propensity if, if uh, they'll crawl up the outside of your home and they can actually nest in the walls.
5: Oh okay
4: So okay. The, this is one possibility that you could have a, you could have a, a nest of these things in the wall and okay. this is how they're getting in.
5: Okay, so they could be coming in through the sockets and things like that.
4: Yeah, probably they wouldn't. Come, yeah, they wouldn't come through the faucet. They would come up through the the piping around it. Right. So uh, you, you could uh, if you're in if you're local, uh, you can give us a call at nine one nine three six two one thousand and uh, talk with our people, and we can uh, set up a free inspection and see what your problem. If there's a, a solution to your problem. Okay, All Becky, right. we covered in the first part of the. Program, the
0: fact that it is just about impossible to provide a physical barrier to the smallest of the bugs. Exactly. Right yeah. And you I mean, we are talking about an ant small enough to crawl underneath the baseboard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. In between the baseboard and and the grout of the floor, or the
4: tile of the floor. Or actually, they can also get around the framing of the window. They could actually Uh have a a nest behind the framing of the window.
5: Okay, all right. All right, well, that's very helpful, and I really appreciate you taking my call. Have a great rest of the
0: afternoon. Yes, ma'am, thank you so much. Thank Uh you, Becky. Becky Uh from Raleigh. Uh News Radio 680, WPTF, 919 860 97839198609783 I promised a scenario that included fleas. Now this is not necessarily something that I would automatically call economy exterminators for, but we have dogs with fleas. We have dogs, my daughters have dogs. Oftentimes, we dog sit them and we' there's one culprit he's a black lab, and he's got fleas now, obviously a veterinarian's the better person than an entomologist right,
4: but I think that uh, we need to get, you need to get the dog treated has, be under um, some sort of medication to take care of the fleas yes uh, I know there, there are some that have, have drops that put on the on the animal yeah uh, I'm, if i'm not. I'm not sure that, but I think there might be uh, some pills or something that they can feed them, right. which gets into the bloodstream and and makes the blood poisonous to the fleas. But when, when fleas
0: jump off a, an animal, or when they shed the the eggs
4: into the carpet, mm-hmm. this is where you're coming in. We'll come in, yeah. If with fleas, if people have a flea problem, we'll come in and we'll treat the floor, the okay. uh, floors, the carpets. Uh, especially, uh, but these things will get, they will un- even on hardwood floors yeah. because there are small gaps uh, between the wood and also underneath the baseboards that the, these eggs can be, be found and yes. uh, they will hatch out and you'll still, you'll have the fleas and we can treat that. Okay. But the the main, the main way to get rid of the fleas is to treat the animal and uh, do, the, do it religiously because you... Right, right, and the problem is the if your neighbors have pets and they're not, and you can really need to treat your, the yard too because this is where they're picking them up. When they go outside, they're picking the fleas up outside. Right, right, and I, well, let, I'm, the point we're making is that yeah, you
0: kill the fleas on the dog, and you can kill the fleas on the carpet, but calling and getting your fleas on the carpet exterminated.
4: Is a fool's errand. Yeah, we can we can, we, f- we can treat, treat them. but they'll, they but they will come back after a period of time. That's right. the only, that's the only problem. All so. right, we've got about two
0: minutes. Tim Ferruzzi, any questions for Doctor Ken? Because I've I got my answer or what question answered.
2: No, I think he covered it all.
0: He did. All right, all right. Yep. I really honestly thought the lady Becky who called a little while ago was when she said tiny black ants. I thought she said. Chinese black ants, <laughs> but it di- <laughs> now all right. Are we having an invasion more or less
4: of bugs and critters from other regions? Yeah, it's uh, it's getting to be a real problem. Uh, most of the stuff we're finding now is coming in from overseas. Yeah, these are exotic pests. There's no natural enemies here in this country for them. Right, and so they spread like wildfire. Uh, we need to get the the. The natural enemies in the homeland yeah. to, to brought over here, but then we have to make sure that it doesn't they don't attack our native stuff. So I'm going to see if Sharon can ask her bug question and get
0: it answered in one minute exactly. Sharon, go. What's your question for Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators?
7: I have dirt daubers appearing by my front door from I don't know where. What do I do? Dirt daubers, a little, and they're empty pods, brown, empty mud pack pods.
4: Okay, those yeah the mud daubers. Those are where they uh, they build the mud tubes and they provision them with spiders, and this is what they raise their young on. These things are actually beneficial, and they're not aggressive. If they're uh, if they're not bothering you, I would just leave them alone. Okay. But uh, again, if if you're worried about them, you can knock these nests, these mud tubes down because there's no wasp uh, protecting. They're not protected by the wasp. Right. Once they build the tube, they lay their eggs on the on the prey. They're done with it. Call Economy
0: Exterminators and talk to Dr. Ken Alstrom or any of the experts. Exactly. At Economy Exterminators at 919-362-1000. Thank you, Dr. Ken. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential
1: Roofing.